Welcome to the Primal Canadians podcast, where you can learn how to solve sophisticated problems with primal wisdom. And now your hosts, the Primal Canadians. Hi, and welcome back to the Primal Canadians podcast. We are here today with myself, TK, and Lucas Steves, and we are going to dive into a very exciting uh, topic. We're going to talk about sleep, optimizing our uh, sleeping patterns, and uh, really living a better life. Ah, it's one of my favorite topics, you know, sleep. When I was a teenager, I used to sleep 12, 13, 14 hours a night sometimes. Awesome. Yeah, we can do everything else, right? We can train well, we can eat well, we can move well, have primal connections. But I think the most important part to healthy lifestyle is being able to get that proper sleep. Yeah, you know, I, I think of going to bed as the equivalent of turning off a computer and starting it back up again. You know, sometimes when a computer's not working right, you just reset it and all of a sudden everything works. Humans are the same way. When you go to sleep and reset and wake up in the morning, things are just better. Yep, great way to look at it. Uh, another good uh, analogy I like is just plugging your phone in at night. So in order to be able to get a good sleep, we want to make sure that it's plugged into the right source and the right, right power source so our, our batteries can properly recharge. So there's definitely a few things that we can do to make sure that the power source that we're plugging into is uh, strong. And when we don't leverage those, then the, uh, the batteries don't charge the way they should fully. So uh, I'd like to dive into a few different ways we can um, optimize our sleep quality and get a better night's sleep. Yeah, that's a great word, sleep quality. You know, so many people get hung up on the quantity of sleep. And, oh, you got to get your eight hours a night or you got to get your 12 hours a night or whatever. But the fact of the matter is you can get as much sleep as you possibly want. And if it's low quality, you're still going to be exhausted. Yep, totally. And if you're getting quality sleep, you may only need five hours a day if you're eating well and moving well. Well, that's something that's happened to me recently since, uh, since going through the wild fit program and improving my nutrition, my average night's sleep is now down to about five hours and that that's a long night for me and I'm energized almost all the time. Wow. Interesting. So what would you say it was before your average sleep before to feel rested? I was getting between nine and 12 hours, depending on the day. And I very rarely felt rested. Like I, I rarely woke up in the morning ready to go. Yep. And That's... Now, now I wake up at about five o'clock every morning, raring to go. Like I can get up, I can go for a walk. It's just, it's wow. changed everything. Incredible. I've actually heard uh, a few different people talk about like how much less sleep they need, like from cleaning up their diet and having uh, better improved training patterns. I've never noticed that many, but uh, it's interesting that you say that. It's, it's interesting. You, if you look out in the world at some of the highest performing people out there, I'm talking about like Tony Robbins, Eric Edmeads, Joseph McClendon III, these people that have insane travel schedules. They're traveling all over the world, sometimes in five different countries in five days. And they're running multiple businesses and putting on these high intensity, high energy workshops and stuff. And they're, they're getting very little sleep and yet they're always able to bring massive amounts of energy. And when you start digging into them and who they are as individuals, you find that it's the quality of sleep they're getting and it's the, the healthy lifestyles they're living that are enabling them to do that. Yep, totally. In order to be able to perform at those high levels, we need to be able to 
calm down, unwind and rest uh, and get that deep optimal sleep. So before we dive into some uh, techniques to optimize your sleep, let's talk a little bit about what, what sleep is. Like what's, why is it important and what is the body or the brain doing during sleep? That's, that's an important topic to discuss. You know, a lot of people just think sleep is what happens at the end of the day when you're tired and you can't keep your eyes open anymore. But there's a lot more to it than that. Yep, totally. And it's, it, in fact, uh, sleep is when your brain is the most active. Your brain is far more active in your deep sleep than it is uh, when you're awake through the day. Yeah, your brain takes in stimulus all throughout the day and it stores it in your short-term memory. It stores it uh, temporarily. And it, it's not until you go to sleep that it actually has a chance to process all that information, to sort things out, to move things to your long-term memory, to process emotions and stresses that you felt throughout the day, and to really just disentangle all of the thoughts that have been going on throughout the day. Yeah, uh, well said. I think that's one of the first things that comes to my mind too is, uh, the, is the memory, the long-term memory. Um, which is so, uh, which is what sleep is so crucial for to be able to uh, to store that it does sleep and it does store in the deep sleep in the REM sleep, uh, which uh, REM REM stands for rapid eye movement, which is interestingly that is what's actually happening. Your eyes are rolling up in the back of, a, of your head and moving at a very rapid pace. So that's uh, one sign of that. There's an a, a, um, a intense amount of activity going on in your brain while your body is resting yeah that's that's so interesting you know REM sleep is one of the most important levels of sleep other than the super deep slow wave sleep which comes one level even below REM sleep but it's it, it's an issue that in society these days because of the technologies we're surrounding ourselves with because of the way most people are living their lives REM sleep is not all that common anymore and it's causing a lot of issues i have this theory that this spike in depression recently has been caused almost exclusively by um, a lack of proper rem sleep and deep slow wave sleep right i i think you're 100 percent right in that and i think it's also the exact same way with uh uh with the the obesity epidemic and the food cravings and then the bad foods if if you're not getting proper sleep your uh, brain isn't properly nourished and you have these food cravings happening throughout the day i know for myself like when i don't get a good night's sleep i'm not going to try and go faster that day i'm going to make sure that i'm getting um, extra nutrition on that day because uh, my body will simply need it yeah it's so important i mean sleep is really the foundation that our whole lives build upon it's something that when you i mean the cia for example uses sleep deprivation as a method of torture i mean like th that is how important sleep is to the human existence yeah so being that it's so important how do we know that we're getting a good sleep or probably more importantly how do we know when we're not getting a good sleep that's an interesting question because so many people attribute the symptoms of a lack of sleep to other issues. You know, people get sick frequently and uh, they don't attribute it necessarily to their lack of sleep. I think really though the fundamentals are a, a constant fatigue when you're feeling worn out all the time. Uh, uh, bat poor health is a huge indicator that you're not getting enough sleep. Um, anxiety and depression is a major indicator that your sleep could be improved. 
Um, and there's a lot of other factors. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And I think it has a lot to do with, you know, uh, we talked about recharging. Uh, we talk about like the, the brain, the body and that recharging. But a big part of that or the most important part, I think, that needs to recharge at night is your adrenals, which are two glands that are sitting on top of your kidney. But um, the important part is for us to go into deep sleep so your adrenals can properly recharge and that's what has the effect of how you're going to feel when you wake up if you wake up like tired um, if you don't really get any energy through the day you're kind of flat through the day or uh, you get that uh, you're not winding down you're not able to wind down in the evening and come bedtime you're all of a sudden energized uh, that's a sign to me of uh, your adrenals not uh, properly working and uh, the cortisol and um, melatonin uh, doesn't properly make the transition morning time and night time. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. And it's just, there's so much noise in the world today that, and, and by noise, I don't necessarily mean sound, but just ideas floating around and people attributing all different things to, or all different symptoms to various causes. But really, it just comes down to getting better sleep. Yeah, totally. And how one of the questions I always ask uh, about sleep is uh, what I ask people is if they dream. So if you know that you're dreaming, then you know you're getting a deep sleep. You know you're getting uh, a good sleep. You're hitting those deep sleep cycles. If uh, you have dreaming, if you have a lucid dream that you remember in the morning, then you've had a then you've had an excellent sleep. If you kind of remember having a dream, well, then you hit the deep sleep, but it wasn't really quite as powerful as when you have those lucid dreams and you have clear memories of them when you wake up in the morning. That's a sign of a very good sleep to me. Yeah, that's a huge indicator that you are actually getting down into that proper deep sleep. Um, another thing that uh, is a good indicator is how frequently do you wake up throughout the night? Uh, sometimes when people are sleeping in the shallower realms of sleep, it's very easy to wake them up and any little tiny noise or disturbance will wake you from a sleep. And when you're, when you wake up frequently three, four five times throughout the night, you know that you're not actually getting into that really deep uh, restful sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's when we really start looking into um, what's what's affecting our sleep? Uh, why are we waking up? And what can we do to uh, improve our sleep quality and get a better night's sleep? That's a good point. So what what can we do? What are the things that cause us to get a crappy quality sleep? Well, I think one of the biggest things is uh, probably the blue light and not getting uh, natural light into our eyes during the day. Uh, one of the biggest uh, improvements I've seen with coaching sleep quality is having someone go outside in the mornings uh, or before noon for like 30 or 40 minutes. So going outside, uh, even on a rainy day, even on a cloudy day, and going outside without any sunglasses on and getting some daylight into your eyes. And that kind of sets up, uh, it, it gives your, your brain a better signal and sets up a better circadian rhythm to know to distinguish the difference in nighttime and daytime and then uh, making your hormones uh, work better in alignment with that. Yeah, you know, that's something a lot of people don't realize is that our circadian rhythm and our sleep cycles is almost exclusively regulated by light that we intake. You know, for thousands of years, our ancestors' sleep was determined on when it was light outside and when it was dark outside. They didn't have alarm clocks. They didn't have crazy schedules to keep. They didn't have any of that kind of stuff. And so it was the sunlight that regulated it. 
for them. And now we live in a world with artificial light and uh, screens that put out immense amounts of blue light. And it's been shown time and time again in study after study that uh, melatonin production and the sleep regulating hormones is directly affected by the eyes. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, it's so it's a very intense light, uh, blue light is, and it's not really a part of a revolution. It's very recent in uh, in the human culture that there is like blue light or any artificial light at all. Like the only light there was before was sunlight and fire. So they were like, uh, they were completely different uh, color and vib- vibrancy than uh, the blue light of a TV screen. Yeah, and a fire, it puts off very little blue spectrum light. It puts off mostly infrared and uh, the, the red spectrum of light, which affects our brains very differently than the blue light does. Yeah. So we have the daylight during the day that can help optimize the sleeping patterns and the circadian rhythm. And then there's another thing that can really throw it off is having too much uh, blue light exposure in the evenings. Uh, And a lot of the times that actually comes accompanied with um, some intense, you know, intense stimulation, like watching watching an intense movie at night can really work against your body winding down. Um, and getting a good sleep because it's not also not only the blue light it's also your adrenaline coming up and uh, your blood is flooded with adrenaline as opposed to being able to uh, calm down and winding down for a good night's sleep yeah that's really important is to make make sure that you're taking the time in the evenings to decompress relax de-stress make sure that your nervous system and your dna knows that you're safe Um, it humans evolved in an incredibly dangerous world surrounded by wild animals and things like that and when we were not in safe environments it was not safe to go to sleep so our bodies wouldn't let us go into those deep deep sleeps and things like uh, highly intense action movies loud noises um, things like that tell our nervous system that our environment is not safe and that will affect our quality of sleep immensely Yep, as well as uh, worrying or uh, having to deal with issues at night before we go to bed or even having like an argument with uh, the kids or the spouse or something like that is going to have a pretty detrimental effect on your sleep quality. Um, And it it happens more frequently at night because we're more tired and our, uh, our, our thinking capacity and our adrenals don't work as well. So we get overwhelmed a little bit easier at night. So it's really important to kind of take that time to wind yourself down, have a little breathing exercise, go for a little stroll outside or something like that to be able to come back to the present moment and uh, hit that deeper sleep. Yeah, you know, that's one of my favorite ways to wind down before bed, even just to take a quick walk around the block. You know, you don't have to go far, you don't have to go quickly, just a nice little stroll outside, getting some fresh air, clearing out the thoughts, some nice deep breathing, and then you can drift off into beautiful dreamland yeah 100 percent. it actually adds another primal component in there when um you know back in the caveman days um it, it always cooled down and well, i mean it still does it cools down in the evening so that was another signal for our body to start releasing melatonin and cooler cooling your body down is actually one of the pathways for activating melatonin so uh going outside i love doing that as well like dressing even minimally clothed so by the time you come back in like it's a little bit cool and then you go to the bed and uh it's, it feels kind of cool and you're going going under the covers and that kind of stuff that can help as well as having like a cold shower to bring down your body temperature 
That's interesting that you mentioned that. I didn't know that the temperature affected melatonin production, but throughout my life, I've always preferred it cold when I was sleeping. Uh, I lived in a basement apartment for a while, and I used to sleep with the window open. And once in a while, I would wake up, and I always keep water next to my bed, and I would wake up, and my water was frozen. And I found that sometimes those nights were the best sleeps I got. And I mean, just what you're explaining there makes so much sense. Wow, that's cold. You you woke up to frozen water beside your bed? Yeah, and not frozen solid, just oh, a okay. little bit of ice okay. on top. Wow, still, that's that's quite cold, but uh, yeah, fascinating. It really is. So, you mentioned melatonin. Lots of people out there these days take melatonin supplements in order to help with their sleep quality. And uh, I have some strong opinions on that, but I'll hold them back for now. I'm interested to know what are your thoughts. Uh, well, it is it is a, a natural supplement, at least, um, as far as I know. It is a natural hormone, I should say. But the thing is, when we start supplementing that kind of stuff, then it's going to shut down the body's natural ability to do that. However, if somebody has been struggling for a long time with sleep and they're really not getting sleep and they can you know, try melatonin and it improves their sleep, then, hey, that can be a great kickstart, but it's definitely not something I would try and I would want to rely on full time. And if you are using it regularly to keep yourself asleep, I would definitely look for ways to try and get off of it. That's, uh, I'm glad I didn't tell you my opinion before you said that, because you pretty much took the words out of my mouth. It's a naturally occurring hormone, but in the amounts that we would take it in a supplement, is very unnatural and in the ways our body absorbs it when we take it as a supplement is incredibly unnatural and if you look into some of the side effects of uh, taking melatonin one of them is intense short-term anxiety and depression and for me as somebody who takes this whole lifestyle from a mental health perspective anything that can increase anxiety and depression is a bad thing but like you say for somebody who's really struggling with sleep and who's really having a hard time, in the short term, a melatonin supplement can be a great thing. But in the long term, it can become uh, a crutch. Yeah, it, I think it should definitely, if you are going to utilize it, should definitely be a means to an end. Or, or otherwise, yeah, if you're, if you're starting to supplement it, then, um, I mean, well, first of all, there's something not working that your body isn't doing it. But then if you are supplementing it, then your body, um, uh, with as with most hormones, um, and I don't know that specifically with melatonin, but I'm sure that also if you're supplementing it, your body will actually start shutting down the mechanisms for uh, creating it naturally. Yeah, it's, it's so important when, when something is not functioning correctly in our bodies, rather than just finding the easiest way to get that hormone or whatever the issue is solved, it's really important to get down to the root of the problem. You know, like you say, find out why your body's melatonin production systems aren't working. Maybe there's something dysfunctional about the way you're going through your bedtime routine that's keeping you awake. Uh, maybe there's something in your bedroom that's keeping you awake. You know, like insomnia is not a natural human condition. So look at, looking into what's causing it is incredibly important. Yeah, totally. Because... Um, I mean, those uh, ideas will be far or those uh, answers will be far more sustainable, but also they're going to be so much more powerful. If you can if you can figure out the root cause of why you're not properly sleeping and eliminate it, then uh, you're not going to need any sleeping aids, but you're also going to get much better sleep from it. Yeah, exactly. 
So we've talked a little bit about a couple different things that we can do to improve our sleep quality. I'm curious, what are your methods for making sure you get the best quality sleep possible? Well, I think my most important method is having my room clutter-free. Like, uh, I don't like having stuff uh, laying around on the nightstand or dress or anything like that. I'm also weary of what type of pictures I hang. I don't want to have like high-energy uh, things or like pictures of people because there's um, there's a certain energy like in Chinese medicine it's called qi there's a qi coming off of certain things and if there's too much of that going on if you can imagine like walking into a house that's cluttered and got stuff everywhere and then walking into a house that has nothing in it that's like open and clean like there's two very different energies there and it does affect your sleep quality even when your eyes are closed and when you're asleep um, the the order of the room is going to make a difference in how well you're sleeping yeah that's pretty important stuff you know uh, steve jobs actually didn't own any furniture for that very reason he refused to keep things in his house because he wanted that total clutter-free space where his mind could just purely focus on what it is he wanted to instead of any of those external stressors so what else do you do to to maximize your sleep quality um, another big one is keeping the room dark so having a blackout curtain if uh, if whatever you can do if there's a window in the room to block out that maybe even putting like cardboard or something in the window um, something that's going to completely black out the room and then making sure that there's no lights going on in there like my phone is always in airplane mode and it doesn't really even come into the room i have a no technology rule uh, for my bedroom and then if there's any say if i'm staying in a hotel room or somewhere uh, random that's not my room not my setup there may be some lights in there i make sure that those lights are covered up or shut off before i go to bed yeah that's interesting you know another little hack for that is sometimes when you're traveling a lot and you're not sure whether or not you'll be able to sleep in a completely light free environment uh, those little cheap five dollar sleep masks that people get are an amazing way to keep the light out of your eyes for the night yeah um, there's actually one other thing, uh, the, the direction of your bed or the position of your bed can make a difference as well. And that goes back to like with the clutter and the way the energy, uh, the flow of the energy in the room, um, as well as um, our primal way of sleeping is with our head facing magnitude north. So the, your bed's position, uh, optimal position is going to be facing north. However, some rooms aren't really set up to face north like because of a window or a door or the setup of a room you may not be able to do that but it can definitely make a difference in uh, the position of your bed and how it's sitting um, from a directional standpoint and how it's sitting uh, with windows and doors around it that's a, that's another important thing you just mentioned is your the position of your body in relationship to doors in a room uh, instinctively humans have the need to protect their space and when people sleep in a position where they can't see the door of a room from where they're sleeping they tend to be in a more anxious state which doesn't allow them to sleep as easily so if you make sure that you're positioned in such a way that you can see the door from where you're sleeping it puts your subconscious mind at ease. It lets your system know that you are in fact safe and that you can see any intruders that are coming to you and it allows you to relax more completely and get a deeper sleep. Yeah, totally. 
but at the same time also not having the room or the door or the room uh, the door directly coming onto your bed because that's going to um, portray some energy towards uh, keeping you from re- uh, from relaxing properly yeah that's very important you know I think we could probably do a whole episode just on that on uh feng shui and room setup and layout and, and energy flow and all that kind of cool stuff um how do you feel about caffeine oh caffeine yeah that's a big inhibitor of proper sleep as well <laughs> um i i'm not against caffeine uh it has it has a big role in how your adrenals function for sure and uh most people i know a lot of people that use caffeine overuse it and it uh, st- and it overstimulates them to not be able to sleep well i do have some rules with it when i do use caffeine and one of the things is for sure don't use it every day i don't really want anything to be a crutch even if there's um, endless studies on how healthy um, coffee for example can be it is a commodity so yeah there's going to be a lot of studies on why it's healthy or the good benefits of it but still once it's become a crutch then it's not as healthy anymore that's so true. You know, how many people do you know that uh, in the mornings before they have their coffee, they're just on uh, totally useless until I have my coffee. I used to be one of them. I frequently drank 48, 60 ounces of coffee in a day. And uh, it, it had a huge detrimental effect on my sleep. And it wasn't until I stopped drinking coffee regularly that I really fully understood the effect caffeine was having on me. Yeah, wow. Uh, I think another really good rule for that one of my rules is not to have it too late in the day. Like I have a cutoff time of about two or three if I'm ever going to have a coffee. Um, I never have it first thing in the morning. Uh, I I want to wake up naturally. Um, I do enjoy having a coffee sometime in the morning. And if I do, if I don't, if I have one like midday, I I never have one after like three or four o'clock because I've heard that coffee, caffeine has a half-life of 18 of eight hours uh, which means that in eight hours half of it's wore off and then the other half i don't know maybe another 16 hours or something so definitely the further you can keep caffeine away and not just coffee there's other caffeines like uh, black teas and that kind of stuff have some caffeine as well green tea Um, if you can keep that caffeine away it's not going to wind you up later on in the day when you want to go to sleep. Yeah. No, I think the point here is that caffeine in and of itself is not a bad thing. It's just a matter of how and when we use it and what role it plays in our lives. You know, if you're one of those people who can't function until you have your morning coffee, you really, I would recommend you take a serious look at your relationship to caffeine and whether or not it's serving you in a functional way. Um, And whether or not it's affecting your sleep, because many people have told me I can drink a cup of coffee and go right to bed after. And that may be true on some level, but you're not getting that deep REM sleep. You're not getting that deep slow wave sleep that you would be without that coffee before bed. Yeah, definitely not recharging for sure. Like you're probably um, you're going to fall asleep because your brain can't function anymore. But you're definitely not getting that restorative sleep that your brain and body needs. So sometimes, yeah, it's very important to start looking at, you know, some lifestyle um, changes that you can make to start supporting your uh, your long term goals or your health or your sleep quality. Absolutely. I mean, sleep is really the most important 
thing that we can do as human beings to operate at our most functional. You know, study after study has shown that sleep, lack of sleep, leads to all kinds of mental health problems, all kinds of physiological health problems. It's just a really bad thing in general to not get enough sleep. So make sure that you're getting a good amount of good quality sleep and that you're really structuring your life in a way that allows you that time to rest and recharge and replenish your body's resources so that you can play full out in life when you're awake. Yeah, it's your body's most fundamental and most powerful way of healing itself. Absolutely. So this is a topic I definitely think we'll be exploring further in future episodes. We're starting to run out of time now. It's been so much fun to be here with you, with you talking about sleep. And I now am going to go home and start preparing to have an amazing night's sleep. Awesome. Until next time, keep it primal. Tune in next time for more Primal Conversations.